0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Let Me Help You podcast. This is a podcast designed to help you with your daily requirements in terms of fitness, weight loss, and overall longevity and health. This podcast is not funded uh, in any way, shape, or form by any other entity, and this is a free for public podcast designed to help you overall in your fitness journey. That being said, last time we spoke about the four key hormones for weight loss. This time, I'd like to dive deeper into insulin. What it is, what it does, and how it affects your overall health. So without further ado, what is insulin? Insulin is a precursor hormone that controls the blood sugar levels or is generated out of the blood sugar levels found in your bloodstream. Insulin is primarily generated when carbs are digested. In part, proteins in excessive quantities can also generate insulin. However, fats have not so far been shown to have any sort of effect on insulin. This is uh, this is why a lot of times when we look at keto, um, that is the reason why it works well for a lot of people is because keto is primarily focused on fat as a source for energy for the body insulin instead of carbs and proteins proteins to a certain extent now insulin has been around. And it was very recently found by researchers to be impacting growth hormones with further case studies now being performed in terms of tying it in with other hormones. But what does high or low insulin feel like? And how is it different for normal people from pre-diabetics to diabetics, type 1, type 2? There's also type 3 diabetics, um, but we're not going to be going into detail for that today. So what high insulin feels like is to be having extreme amounts of energy you know when you really really feel jittery after that morning coffee with a lot of sugar and a lot of fats in it that is primarily a sign that there's a lot of insulin a lot of um, blood sugar in your blood and that's what insulin is high what insulin does is it impacts your fat storage insulin Causes your body to respond to food in two different manners instead of burning food if there's a high insulin level in your body or there's a high amount of blood sugar, your body is now going to store that as fat instead of utilizing it similarly, if your insulin is low you'll feel overall less energy because the the way that the body uses up energy in the bloodstream is through blood glucose. So when your glucose levels are high or your sugar levels in your blood are high, you'll feel excessive amounts of energy. It's basically energy your body telling you as a natural format, like, you know, the body is so well designed that it's going to be focused on burning certain things when the energy is high and when the energy is not that high. Say, for example, we're going through famines or we're going through a a starvation period. And that point of time, you'll feel low energy and your body will be very conservative with the use of, um, you know, your fat storage, a.k.a. your blood sugar. So that is how basically your body oxidizes energy. It oxidizes blood glucose, which converts into energy, which later on gives you your energy throughout your day. And so high and low insulin that is hyperglycemic and hypoglycemic. These are two states um, that are best left be out of except for in certain cases and scenarios where they could be they could be helping us um, along in our fitness journey so how do you control insulin insulin itself uh, cycles and there's this thing called down and phenomena so if you have your normal meals and if you wake up in the morning uh, we have a release of cortisol that wakes us up it's basically a stress hormone and so when cortisol is released in the body, the body gets the signal to wake up, and that's what we refer to as a circadian rhythm. But when we wake up, there's this thing called a dawn phenomena. And so what happens is at this point of time, um, your blood sugar will rise significantly, and you know give you that kind of energy or the burst in the day to start your day with uh, a lot of people get blood tests done early in the morning in a fasted state and then they typically see that the blood sugars are high this can be attributed to the dawn phenomena in most cases if not all and so it's important to stay cognizant about it it typically happens about an hour or so of waking up and then it kind of gradually declines throughout the rest of the day um until the time like you know in the night before you're going to sleep it probably be at the lowest if you were fasting that day so how to control it um blood sugar and insulin are kind of tied in they're one and the same thing and so if you have to control um insulin you need to control the amount of carbs you are intaking or ingesting on a daily basis Um, this could mean switching from carbs as a primary food source to other food sources however it is really important to keep a certain amount of carbs because the fibrous diets um, really help with digestion and overall gut health which in turn uh, is kind of pre-linked to a lot of diseases that we're seeing today come up so, we covered uh, to a certain extent the hormonal effects and how to control it. Uh, the other ways in which you can naturally control your blood sugar, that is, aka fasting, to, um, and I'm trying to look for uh, ways in which you can naturally control it without having to resort to medicines such as metformin or blood glucose medicines. So there's this one thing that you could do. So if you're a diabetic person or type two diabetes person and you're trying to reverse out of the insulin resistance phase of your life, What you could try to do is after any meal that you're taking in, at least try to perform 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes of anaerobic or aerobic activity. What this does is it provides impetus for your body to be oxidizing that blood sugar that has just been created. And so your blood sugar levels as they're primarily elevated post meal will not be remain or remain elevated for a long period of time. And that is what is going to help you in the long term to uh, you know, kind of tap into your fat storage because the more insulin there is, the less likely your, your body is to burn fat. But the lower your insulin levels, the more the growth hormone and the more likely your body is to burn fat. And so hopefully that helps you um, kind of understand what insulin does. And depending on where your end goal is, uh, say, for example, you just completed a workout. And you come home and you have a nice meal, it is perfectly fine for you to have a certain amount of carbs in that meal because your blood glycogen and your muscle glycogen is depleted at that point of time depending on the type of exercise that you perform. And so if you have glucose at that point of time, it'd be actually beneficial for you because it's going to help you in terms of replenishing those stores and growing muscles, if that is your goal. However, if your overall goal is fat loss, it is generally a better guideline for you to maintain a lower insulin level. And this should help you bring, uh, bring along a significant change in your body, in your blood work results, and your overall health and longevity. Hope that helps and next time we're going to be discussing leptin and how that impacts fat storage and fat loss. Thank you so much.